my name is Genesis Elijah, and you're listening to the How To Be Our Unsuccessful Rapper podcast. This is the podcast where we kind of delve into the behind the scenes of being a artist who's you know not in the charts, not not having the a million followers, um, but still building a, a sustainable career. Today's a today's a cool one, man. Um, this was one I was. I thought I was gonna do later in the series, but then when I che- when I checked my notes, I actually had this down as being the second episode. Um, I was gonna dig into it, and this is well, it's it's called how to release an album with no money. I put up a post recently where I was I was kind of like giving you an outline of how you can release an an album for you know what I mean five grand, ten grand, fifteen like. What you what you really need to to really make an album happen, but at the same time, I'm somebody who's done this independently with no money forever, and what like obviously the best case scenario is you release an album with at least at least five grand um, to put into to to you know what I mean what it needs to to do well. Best case scenario if you if you get around thirty. You're laughing, um, but again, some of that that a lot of times that money's out of our reach. So this this episode is really trying to figure out well, what can I do if I have no money, and what do I need to do, and and if I do have a little bit of money, where should I be spending it? Where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? So I guess the first question we need to ask is, what are the things you have to pay for when making an album so I guess the first part is the recording now that's cool some of you have a recording set up at home and if you do you're laughing I didn't get my home studio until around 2012 so before then whenever I wanted to put out music I had to either find money for a studio or find a friend so a lot of times I had good people around me Terry Hooligan recorded a lot of my stuff um I also had um Last Resort who recorded a lot of my stuff I had my guy Alwyn who flew me out to Ireland to use their two million pound studio and let me record um my album Private Moments in Public for free in that studio and again that was a a game changer but you're not always going to have access to free studio time so you kind of have to take that into account. I see a lot of people using like private studios as well, where you can go and just spend, you can bring in your your laptop or whatever and use their recording facilities. I think it's like, I'm not really sure, 15, 20 pound an hour. And a lot of a lot of the smaller independent studios will charge you around around, around that. You might get some mates rates where they're, they're giving you, you know what I mean, a little bit cheaper. You might even be able to do certain, certain, um, setups with a in, in a deal and um we'll get we'll we'll go to that a little bit later because that's what I actually did when I'm in 2021 when I when I released I was releasing a lot of music and I managed to um do a do a deal but we'll get into that a little bit later. So recordings that's gonna be an issue. You're gonna have to pay for that. What are you gonna record on the beats? Unless you're producing the music yourself, you're probably gonna have to again pay for beats or have a mate who does beats 
I didn't start making my own beats till about same time I got my studio, like my, my little equipment at home around 2012. Before then, I would have to holler at promoters, promoters, producers, and be like, yo, what beats do you have? You know what I mean? And that, again, it kind of slowed up the process, but it it, it cost a little bit more as well. Um, luckily for me, I was always around producers who would give me beats for free. So big up then, big up Knee High, my first album, Knee High, Tom Kawawana. Um, I was around some some very good producers, so I managed to get some some freebies. But at the same time, that's something you might have to budget for. Um, features. So features is a tricky one. For the most part, you will have to pay for features unless it's somebody that, that you know you're super cool with. Sometimes you might get someone who will be like, yo, I'll do the feature for free. Just make sure you give me my credit. Make sure you give them royalties, which is 100% fair. You should always be doing that anyway. Um, but sometimes they might just do it just for royalties. So when I recorded Vision, so Vision is one of the albums that I had the most amount of features on and I didn't pay for any of the features. Um, it was just off the strength of we, we res mutual respect. Do you like the track? Yeah, jump on it. I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to give you your royalties. Um, all that kind of stuff. So it worked out that way. But I have been in in places or I have been in a position where I've had to pay for features. A lot of the stuff that I'm putting out now, if it has a feature artist on it, I will give them some money. Again, how much you decide is up to you. Um, the normal fee that I would give or that I do give to most of the, the feature artists that I work with, if they're kind of like background singers or, I mean, all that kind of stuff would be like 250 a track. So most times, and that's that's like just a figure that I feel like for, for what we're doing, I can afford. Because again, it's all coming out of my budget. I'm an independent artist and most of the time I'm working without any funding. If I have funding, then I try to give people a little bit more. But at minimum, I want to make sure that they're looked after for jumping on the project. And again, I still give them credits as well. They might not get they might not get writing credit if they're just singing the hook that I've written, but I will make sure that their performance royalties are are sorted so they're getting looked after. Um that's just that's just good business. I've had situations where I've wanted certain certain acts on my on my stuff that I couldn't afford and I've never been a kind of person to be like yo can you bring your price down nah the price is the price if I can't afford it I can't afford it much love man I'll, I'll get you next time when I'm when I'm up so that's another thing that I would always kind of discourage man if someone if if you if you hit up somebody for a verse and they tell you yo it's two and a half grand then it's two and a half grand. Don't be hitting them like, yo, I've only got 500. I've only, nah, nah. Let them, you know what I mean? Their price is their price. You can't afford it. No shame in it. You just keep it moving. So the next thing you'll have to pay for, I'm going to leave these next two things together actually because they they, they kind of go hand in hand is your mixing and your mastering. Um, This is something that I feel, unless you're very skilled at, at it, you should pay for, especially mastering. That's something I feel like you should pay for. Um, there have been projects where I've mixed it and mastered it myself and they sounded horrendous. I've been saved because modern technology, there's a lot of plugins you can use and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, 
it's much better to get somebody who is skilled in mixing and somebody who is skilled in mastering to get the best sound. That like the last thing you want is your track to come out and it blows up and you hear it on the radio and it don't sound like the track before or the track after. Like you want your you want your stuff to be industry standard. So when it comes to there's, there's, you can you can skimp and save on almost every other part when it comes to the mixing and mastering that's something you definitely should be forking out for you don't want to skimp on the mixing and mastering because that's that's like the final part of all the work you've put in and if you know what I mean if, if you, you've done all the work before and then it's, it's like tripping up on the finish line it's like you did all the hard running and you got to the finish line and then you fell over like you want to make sure that that is sorted Artwork. Artwork is another thing you might have to pay for. Um, there's really two schools of thought when it comes to to cover art. I've I've seen a lot of people just just do stuff that's you know what I mean they just take a picture from anywhere. Um, I've done that before actually. I've 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 been in positions where especially for singles, when I've been like I want to put too much effort into a, a single, um, and I just find an image from somewhere. Actually, you know, I do that a lot. I I find the image and I'll I'll modify it and that'll be the single cover. Some people also do that for albums. We've seen big stars just, you know what I mean? Phone it in. We've seen Kanye do that. We've seen Drake do that. We've seen a lot of of people have really um, polarizing art or art that looks like it was done in like a couple of seconds. The other, the other way of thinking about it, the way that I think about, especially when it comes to, to albums, I'm, al- I'm always thinking about like, what's the merch going to be? How are we going to tie this all together? Also, how does the cover really fit in with the project? Like the, my way of thinking or, or the way that I see it, I feel like sometimes when the artwork is good, the music sounds better. It's almost like the production values are, are, are higher because the artwork looks so good. A lot of times when I see cheap artwork, I'm always just like, it it, it, it almost kind of um, signals that maybe this person was cheaping out on a lot of other things as well. Um, That Kendrick project, the untitled one, yeah, with no cover and no, like, he ain't got no titles for the songs. To me, that album's incredible. And I'm like, if you had just done like a, a, a cover and titled the tracks, I feel like it it would have been received better and it would have been seen as, oh, this is another one of his amazing projects. Whereas with this, it's kind of, it's taken as, I guess how he wanted it to be taken as just, this is just a little throwaway, little throwaway project. If that's what you want, then that's cool. But I will say, make sure that the art really shows what the music is and really kind of gels with that. That being said, you've got to find a good graphic designer who can bring your vision to life or find a good photographer or find somebody, an, an artist who can bring bring that, that, you know what I mean? What's in your head out. And a lot of times that's going to cost some money. What I normally do is I would, I'll hire a photographer, we'll take photos and then that will be the artwork. It's what I did with Vision um it's what i did with a prophet in his hometown um all those all those albums just you know what i mean got a photographer took some pictures and then we we used the best ones for the for the cover so that that could be a you know what i mean a way you go down 
sticking with photography, another thing you might have to pay for if you want to do this with your music, if you're going to do music videos, then you're going to need a, you're going to need a, a video team or a way to get your music videos done. Many of you know, I spent a lot of time making music videos for myself and a lot of other artists. I think I've done over 300, probably way more than that actually, man. Yeah, over over 300 videos, music videos. So I'm very versed in what it takes to make a music video. I've done music videos for free. And when I say free, obviously I had the equipment that I had to, I had to buy um, and I edited it myself and all that kind of stuff. So it still wasn't free, but... As far as the work, I didn't have to pay for it. But I've had videos that I've done with when I was coming up. Um, I think notoriously the the battle cry video. You check the battle cry video is cold. I think I paid ten pound for that, which is which is ba- like when I keep telling people about good business, that's bad business. You should not. I was broke at the time, and that's really all I had. They were just like, "Yo, just pay for our travel, and we'll we'll do it." Um, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Like, pay people properly, man. If if you can't if you can't afford you can't afford it, don't do it. But um, yeah. So I've paid very little for music videos, but then I've had music videos that I paid almost two grand for. Actually, the last music video that I'd done, which isn't even out yet and may never come out, I think we we spent at least two grand on that, and it might not even come out. But that's just how much it costs when you're putting together like a proper production or you want to get proper cameras, that kind of stuff. So music videos is something you're going to have to pay for. You have to decide how many music videos you're going to do. Um, that would, depends on how many singles you want to do. When I did, so really when, so when I did the Blurred album, because I was doing all my own videos, I think I'd done a video for almost every track. Well, a lot of tracks on there. And also on Vision as well, I did a lot of, a lot of videos for that as well so you know and there's also other ways you could you can do things like with visualizers and um repurposing um other footage which i did on the none of you can fuck with me album just taking other people's footage and chopping that down again there's a limited what you kind of have your is a limit on what you can do with that and where you can put it um but these are all options that you can think about you know what i mean <sighs> So now we're finished with the the creative side. With we're, we're thinking about other ways you're going to have to spend money or you might have to spend money. So now we're talking about PR. So PR, when we talk about PR in music, we're really talking about the company that's going to get your music to different platforms. This is probably where most of your money will be spent. Um, it's expensive. Most PR companies will will do it via a campaign. They might have a certain time, so they might say, right, listen, we're going to work on your project for six weeks or eight weeks, and we're going to charge you anything from £500 to, well, anything from £500 to almost unlimited. You know what I mean? It goes crazy. If, if you think about where, like, a pop artist budget is going to be. So you might spend quarter of a million on your on your on your PR campaign it might be even more than that somebody like I don't know Taylor Swift it's going to be a lot more you know what I mean so it it, it can be a lot for artists 
that I'm speaking to on our level, I feel like on the top end, you're probably not going to go more than five grand for your PR campaign. Um, You might, if you're crazy, you might go eight. If you're super nuts, you might go 10. But realistically, unless you've got some really good funding, you're probably not going to spend it on that. If you're funding it yourself, yeah, you're most probably going to keep it around five-ish. And the discussions you, you should be having with your PR team is what you want. You're gonna be you're gonna be telling them these are the platforms I want to go on, but you're also gonna be listening to them when they tell you these are the platforms you should be trying to get to. So always listen to the experts, man. You rob banks with bank robbers. If they're the people that do this day in and day out, you listen to them because they're gonna have insight for you. And that goes for all, that goes for everything we're speaking about when we're talking about the creative services that you work with. Um, you're also gonna be paying for your 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 posts. Um, if you're going to be boosting your post. Now, sometimes that might be covered within the PR team. They might be doing that. But you also might be doing these yourself. If you're doing them yourself, then yeah, you're going to be boosting your posts and that could be on all different social media platforms um, from Facebook, if you still use that, but definitely on Instagram and definitely on TikTok, you're going to be putting money into that. Um, and again, it costs not crazy amounts. I've done really well. Actually, add YouTube to that as well. So I've done really well with not putting a lot of money into into things. Um, I think even in 2021, when I put out 51 singles, I believe my budget, and this was for all of them, and I and I, I didn't do it for all of them, but my budget for the year may have been maybe 2,000. It might have even have been less. Um, and... The majority of that was me doing it myself, not without a PR team doing it properly. So I was probably wasting a lot of money. Um, once once the PR team got got involved, things went a lot better because they know how things are supposed to be boosted. So to me, that's that's money well spent. One of the one of the cool things about having a PR team is they know where your money should be spent. They're gonna have a better idea of where you should be putting your money, how you should be um, putting money into posts, all that kind of stuff. Radio pluggers. Radio plugging is still important. Getting your song on the radio is still important. Um, it's something you're gonna have to pay for. Unless you don't want it. You might you may you might know some DJs where they're gonna play your song a couple of times. If that's if that's all you got, that's what you do. You know what I mean? Um merch. Are you gonna have merch that goes with the the project that you're putting out? you're definitely going to pay for that. You ain't getting that for free. So that's something you might have to budget for. If you have no money, you can't do it. It's what it is. Along with merch, we talk about, um, well, the things that come with merch, CDs, vinyl, tapes, hard copies. These things are still valuable. So again, these are things you're going to have to pay for. Um, so that's like the that's where that's where your money's going to be going. But let's talk about how you're going to put all this together. So the the first thing we need to we need to think about is how much time do you need to to put all this between you you have the idea and the release. Yes, you could have an idea. I've done this many times. I've got a song. I made it this week, and I'm putting it out at the end of the week. Good, good for you. There's so many problems with that. You haven't had enough time 
to to do all the necessary arrangements to really get the most out of it. Um, so I would say like minimum update. So from the time you're gonna you're gonna upload a song, I would say give yourself six weeks. So from the release, the release date is on this date, and we're gonna count six weeks backwards. That's where we're gonna upload it. So we're gonna we're doing that for two reasons. Number one, it gives it gives you time to um, pitch it to the playlist. The playlisters they need time to see what's going on, to check your music out. This is the time they need. So minimum of six weeks with that. Also, it takes the pressure off of you once you know it's uploaded. Now you can really focus on the important part of you know what I mean trying to release your music, which is your rollout and figuring out what kind of content you're going to do. So for me, the rollout is the, the rollout's probably four weeks before and four weeks after. So what you're doing, you're thinking about what content can I create around my release? So four weeks leading up to it to let people know, yo, this is coming. And then once it's come out, four weeks after to remind people, yo, this is here. Now, with an album, this can change because it all depends on how many singles you're releasing. If you're going to put out two singles, then drop the album, and then you're going to drop another, maybe two singles after the album's already dropped, the timing's way different because now it's not just those six weeks. Now you've got to think way in the head because you needed six weeks for the first single. The second single might be coming four weeks after that, which means you've got to figure out when you should upload that and then the album's coming four weeks after that maybe so you need to make sure you're, that your album was ready for, the, for also for its six week lead up so it's all about preparation I would say like write all of this stuff down write down single one when does it need to be uploaded put it all in your calendar okay cool I could go to my calendar right now and I could tell you when I need to upload my stuff and, I, and there'll be dates in there it will say upload single one upload single two, upload single three, have music video done by this time, have artwork done by this time, all this kind of stuff. Like I'm making sure that I'm very organized when it comes to that. It's probably one of the only areas in my life that I'm, that I try to be organized. The rest of my life is an absolute mess. But when it comes to releases, I'm, 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 I try to be good. I, I at least try every, in every other aspect of my life when it comes to being organized I don't even try I don't, you know what I mean it's going to be what it is but when it comes to putting music out all of a sudden you see me you know what I mean acting like I'm a, a secretary so let's let's back up a little bit because um, I want to talk about content so as a as a creative person that you are this is where you should really be shining so let's say your album is about, I don't know, man, your rapper, your album's about um, coming up in the, the hard streets of Watford, right? Cool, cool, cool. So you've got your theme. Your, your, your content should really be pushing people to, to, towards that theme, highlighting that theme. So what I would do with my content for my, my four weeks going up I would mark down how much content do I need? So how many posts am I doing a week? How many posts am I doing on different platforms? So let's say I'm going to do 
a post on Facebook, a post on Instagram. I'm going to have three posts a week on Instagram. So then I need to figure out what are my free posts on Instagram going to be about? Like I said, we already have the theme. The theme is growing up in Watford. How can I make content out of that? Pushing people towards this album. Letting people know there's something coming. We're doing something around this. Off the top of the head, what I'm going to do, I'm going to walk around Watford with a camera and a mic and tell people, yo, yo, what was it like growing up in Watford? And we're just going to hear what they say. Or what's the best What's the best thing about Watford? What's the worst thing about Watford? I'm, I'm going to get people's responses and that's going to be my, my content. That's going to be my post. I'm going to post that up. One, like I said, what, every week we're going to post three of those up. We're going to tag, yo, thanks for doing this, man. Can I tag you in it on Instagram? Cool. I'm going to let people know, right, I'm doing this album. It's about Watford. da 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 when I post it, could you repost it, please? Get people involved, get people talking. Now you, you've created a conversation around your product. On the, on the video, in underneath it, in the bed, I'm going to have my music playing in the background. At the end of the video, I'm going to have a little thing saying, yo, album coming soon. And I'm, you're going to do that on all your different social media platforms. So I'm going to do this, a similar, I might do a similar thing on TikTok. Um, I, might, I might do a long form version on YouTube. And this can be as unique to you as you want it to be. If you're someone who does Twitch streaming or whatever, you figure out how to reach your market in your way. And I'm leading them all the way to the release, release day. I might change things up here and there. I might add some other bits. Yo, I'm going to take you to the best restaurants in Watford. I'm going to take you to the worst restaurants in Watford. I'm going to show you all the crackheads in Watford. I'm like, we're going to create a frenzy around this idea about of, of what I'm doing. Come release day, I've been giving you so much content. You know it's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm always funneling you to something. Every single post I put up, I'll be telling you, yo, pre-save, pre-save the album, pre-save the single, whatever. Again, because we've uploaded six weeks before, the pre-save link is there. It's available. People can check it out. Again, you're just you're always thinking ahead. So when the album drops, everybody knows what time it is. Once the album drops, I'm going to be thinking about what's the content that comes after that. How do I keep reminding people about this album is out? It might just be a similar thing that I did leading up to it, but all the way through, I'm, I'm funneling people into listening to the music. Never lose sight of what you're doing this all for. You're doing this because you want people to hear the music, the content around it is to bring people into it, is to create a story, to create a narrative. If you've spoken to me over the last couple of weeks, I've been saying this thing that sounds really dumb when you say it or when I say it, but when I explain it, it makes more sense. I keep telling people the frame is more important than the artwork. And what that means is not really the frame is more important, but how the artwork is framed. What is the story? For, for an artist, yeah, this is hard to hear and it's hard to like for me to even, I don't know, tell myself and understand it in myself here, but no one cares about my music. No one cares about really any music. It's never about the music. It's always about the artist or how the music is framed. 
once it's once it's framed and you hear the story, then you can appreciate the music in a different way and it lasts longer. So yeah, we appreciate certain songs. There's certain times I hear a song and I'll be like, just for off rip, I'll hear a song and be like, yo, this song is incredible. I love this song. And I may not be that interested in the artist, but then I might check the artist out and see what else they have. And if they don't have anything else, I'll just be interested in that song and really nothing else going forward or going backwards, which is fine. But every now and then, I'll see, well, for the most part, not every now and then, that's a lie. Not every now and then. Most of the time, what will happen is I'll see a story about somebody or I'll see something that happened with somebody and I'll go, who is this person? What is this person about? Oh, they got they they got music. Let me check their music out. And I hear the music and now the story around them has almost coloured the music to the point where I'm like, yeah, now nah, this is cold. Because I'm like, this person is... I'm so interested in the person that the music almost sounds better to me or I can relate to the music more or I have more context for the music or my, um, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Like it just becomes more relevant to me. The perspective has changed on the music. I'm gonna tell you a little story. So the Mona Lisa, this is not an original story. It's a story that I heard of another podcast. Yeah, so it's, this ain't. I mean, I'm stealing. I'm stealing stuff here. Great artist borrow. No, no. Good artist borrow. Great artist steal. So I'm stealing some shit. So the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci was always up in the Louvre. It was always up there. It was never really like a, a famous painting. It was just. It was just there, man. One day, the painting went missing. Now everyone's like, yo. Well, I'll go on for that painting, blood. That where, where's that paint? What, what, like, what happened? Journalists start writing about this painting. Yo, this painting has gone missing. This painting is an amazing painting, and it's gone. Like, where is it? And as they're talking about it, they're almost bigging it up even more. And then people start going, "Wait, the painting's the painting's missing." Like, people start talking about this painting, and yo, nah, this is really like this is Leonardo's baddest piece of work, you know, like everybody's they're hyping his team because it's they can't see it they don't know where it is it's gone so for two years this painting has disappeared no one knows where it is but the talk of that painting because it's not there it has reached a whole different level now the donny who stole it was an italian who actually made the, the glass case for it he was italian who stole it he was like nah we need to bring this back to italy because france shouldn't really have it leonardo he's italian he it the work should be in Italy. So he is he has stolen the painting, yeah. It's been in his basement for two years. He tries to sell it to, to one other brer. He snitches on him. So they find it, they get the painting, they bring it back. Yo, the painting's back, my guy. Everyone goes crazy. Everyone's like, oh my god, the painting's back. And then they look at it in a different way now. Now it's been bigged up so much. The way they look at it is different. Personally, I don't think this is Leonardo. I don't think it's Leonardo's best painting it's good it's all right but he has much better paintings in in my opinion but that's the most famous piece of artwork in the world because of the story surrounding it that's what made it big um the guy who stole it i think he went jail but they were bigging him up they were like nah you tried to ting it you were trying to bring it back so big him up big up everyone who tries to um bring their their art in their 
artifacts and their treasures back from the countries that stole it. So, you know what I mean? You've got to big them up all the time. But I tell you that story because, again, that is it. It's like, how are things framed? So when you've made your piece of art, you should be thinking, when you're thinking content, is how do I frame this? How do I make this more special than it actually is? What's the story behind it? Because that's what's going to make people, like, not just love the music, but they're going to want to know more about you and they're going to they're going to want to hear more of your music so back to the practical stuff um we've kind of gone over everything you need to know when it comes to releasing music for free um or with <laughs> releasing music with no money so let's talk a little bit about if you have money where you should be spending it and again i kind of touched on the most important parts as far as like mixing and mastering I feel like they're important. Music videos, if you if you got money to waste, then yeah, cool, do music video. Um, I just don't think music videos are as important anymore. And I think they can be done super cheap, like super cheap now. If you got your, listen man, go grab your boys, go grab your, go grab your girls, film, your, film a night out on your iPhone. Start putting bits of that up on TikTok. You're going to way more views than you will putting a video out on YouTube. Um, that's just my my feeling anyway. If you have the extra time, then cool. Do a music video. But personally speaking, I can't remember the last time I ran to a music video. If I'm running to a music video, it's going to be from one of the big, big artists. It's going to be from a Drake, a J. Cole or a Kendrick. Everybody else, I'm listening to your music, but I ain't really checking for your music videos. And I feel like the numbers are reflecting that. No one's really on that. Um, so where else should you be spending money? PR, man. People need to hear the stuff. Like one of the biggest regrets of my career, is it even a regret? I don't know if it's a regret, but it's, I've never had a funded project. Like I've never, the, the last time I had a semi-funded project um, was was last year, but none of my projects have been funded as far as like with any sort of backing for PR. And PR really makes a difference because it's that whole thing, man. If a rapper spits the hottest verse in the world and no one's around to hear it, did he really spit the hottest verse in the world? No, he didn't. Like people need to hear your stuff. It has to be heard. And PR is the way that your music gets heard. So your 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 job, once you've made the art, is for people to see it. Your, your job is to find attention for it. If you're super smart and you can figure out a way how to create attention, how to create a, a spectacle for your art without spending any money, wicked. That's probably the best way. And, and probably that's the more organic way to do it. I feel like when we, we we start making music, we believe that's how it's done. We just think, oh, Biggie Biggie was the greatest rapper, so everyone just heard it and everyone was like, oh, you're amazing, cool, cool, cool. We don't really think, no, 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 no. Millions went into that. Like millions went into that budget for us to hear it. So your your money, when you're spending your money, has to be spent on or should be prioritised to be heard. So the platforms, make make sure you, your your 
in tune with where are people listening to music, man? Like where, where, where is the hottest, what's the biggest platforms? Where should I, where should I be? And spending your money trying to get to those places. That's where the majority of your money should be spent. It's, to be honest, man, it's like, it's quite simple to be fair. That's where the majority of your money should be. And when you look at a signed artist, when you look at their breakdown, that's where most of their money is spent. So there's a lot of things you can learn from looking at how the majors do things as well. Um, as on the more independent side, you should, if you can, spend money on merch. And that goes for your, your hard copies, your CDs, your tapes, your vinyls. Um, be very aware that this stuff takes time to make. So you have to do it in advance. It has to be ready. You know what I mean? You, you got to do it way before you, stuff's coming out, especially with vinyl. I think some vinyl companies, the wait is six months. So I guess what you could do is you're going to have a release or let, let's say, right, cool, cool, cool. My album's coming out in three months time. I'm going to, it's all done. I've, I've got the vinyl. It's going to, the vinyl's coming out in six months. But when the, when the album drops in three months time, then you can do your pre-orders. Yo, pre-orders, vinyl's coming. Going to put another track on that, a little bonus track or whatever. So get the vinyl as well. A lot of people, like hard, hard copies are doing well, man. A lot of people want hard copies. A lot of people want physical copies because of just what they mean. We live in a, a world that's um, very, it's a throwaway world, a throwaway generation. And a lot of us, when we have artists that we really like, we want something that we can keep forever. So, please make sure you, you're giving the people that want to support you ways to support you. And I think that's it, really. I think there has to be a little bit of um, thought on your part to decide how far you're trying to go with this project. So one of the things I mentioned on my um, Twitter post was if you're trying to chart, then again, it, it, it's a little bit different because then you've got to start thinking about, um, well, number one, you've got to register. To, to be in the charts but then you got to start thinking about well how many physical copies am I going to sell to get into that chart and how much is it going to cost in PR so a, a lot of times it, it may not be cost effective but the 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 on the back end of that of you being able to chart is going to give you lots of other opportunities that's when we start talking about the award shows and being eligible for those kind of things so that's when the money starts going a little bit higher. So we, we, we start talking about budgets over 30 grand now because we, we need to put a lot of money into the PR side of things. We need to make sure that we're hitting all the major publications, all the major platforms. We need to make sure we have our physical copies ready to go so that they can be sold and counted and everything's registered so that we can actually do some damage in the charts. Um, and again, your PR campaign then becomes even more important. Um, we've, we've, we've seen this, we've seen people chart without any of this. So remember that as well. Um, big shout out to Bob Villain. They charted without, they, they made the album in their bedroom, the same way a lot of us make our music. They didn't put lots of money into it. They just did the thing. It hit the people the way the people wanted it to, wanted to be hit with it did the numbers, won the awards, won a MOBO. So it can be done without any of this. But at the same time, what I'm giving you is best practice. Like 
you can you can turn your back to the backboard and throw the basketball behind you and it can go into the hoop. But you're going to have a much better chance if you turn around, face it, plant your feet, shoulder width apart, tuck your elbow in and really make that shot the way it's supposed to be done. You know what I mean? It feels good coming off the wrist. So, yeah, there's always, there's always ways that you can do it. But then there's also on the other side ways that you probably should do it. There's no rules in this, man. There's there's best practice, but there really are no rules. All all the the, the advice that I'm giving you is um, there's people that have made it doing the exact opposite. But I'm just giving you I'm just giving you the game, man. And um, yeah, I hope I hope it I hope it helps. I hope I've highlighted some things that you may not have understood before. Um, I still want to say like big up everyone who's been asking questions. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying the process. So if you have any questions that I haven't answered yet, or you want to speak about, you want me to speak about any subjects that I haven't touched on yet, or subjects that I have already touched on, but you want me to go into more depth, please hit me up on any of my socials. Ask me the questions, man. I really appreciate it. If you can, please leave a good five star rating on the on the um the podcast app. That really helps. Please keep sharing the podcast, man. Like the amount of people that have hit me up and said, yo, I shared the podcast and then people have hit me up saying, yo, I, I don't even listen to your music, but I found a podcast and it's really helping me. Like I love that. So please keep doing that. That's important. It means a lot to me. But yeah, man, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. So yeah, until next time, man, stay blessed. And remember, no one else can define your success but you. And success doesn't define you, you define success. So until you find and define yourself, you'll never find success. Stay blessed, people, please.